now with the latest from the world of technology. This is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 288. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. My name is Stephen Fennick and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we're coming to you from Mobile World Congress in Barcelona, and we will take you through the latest announcements from Samsung, Huawei, Alcatel, LG, and Nokia. We'll also chat with Samsung Australia's head of IT and mobile, Gary McGregor, about the brand new Galaxy S9 smartphone. Also on the show, why solar panels and batteries are set to boom in Australia. And in the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the new Amazon Alexa smart speakers and a truly versatile wireless power bank. And we'll finish it off, as we always do, with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A huge show for you, so let's get cracking. Well, as we mentioned, we are here in Barcelona for the Mobile World Congress. This is an annual event where all the major phone companies and network companies and all all the different telcos and, and network builders gather from around the world. And this is an opportunity for the industry to be in one place at the same time. And it is also an opportunity to launch products. And Samsung kicked things off with uh, the announcement and reveal of the Galaxy S9 and the S9 Plus. Now, a year ago, Samsung wasn't here. They weren't at the show. They were still, I think the dust was still settling from the Note 7 dramas. And what what they did is they, they skipped the show and launched the Galaxy S8 in New York a month after the Mobile World Congress. So it gave a lot of other uh, companies a lot of free air to uh, to promote their own devices and launch their own products, which they did. But this year, this time out, in 2018, Samsung were back, and with them they brought the Galaxy S9 and the S9 Plus, uh, a device that they've really improved. They've improved its capabilities and come up with new and interesting ways that we can interact with the device. Now, uh, externally, you're not going to see many changes. Uh, The design looks virtually identical, apart from some subtle changes on the top and bottom of of the Infinity display. I think slightly smaller bezels on the back panel. You're going to see the changes to the camera. The S9 has a single camera, uh, single lens. The S9 Plus has a dual lens. And what they've done, and I applaud this decision, is they've decided to central centrally locate the fingerprint reader. You, you may recall on the S8 and even on the Note 8, the reader, the, the fingerprint scanner was sort of top right edge. You had to sort of stretch your finger a little a little further over to uh, be able to unlock the device with your fingerprint. 
but now uh, that fingerprint reader is right in the middle, so a more natural spot to put uh, to to put it. So it's a lot easier to unlock. Now the whole uh, idea behind uh, the biggest improvements behind the S9 is in the camera, and they've been teasing that for a while in their in their launch promotion. They were saying the camera reimagined, and they've certainly lived up to that promise with the new device. The, they, the whole approach by Samsung really was a response to the way we use our smartphones nowadays. And the one thing that stuck in my mind that they said was the fact that communication has actually moved from the ear to the eyes. And by, by, by that, would they mean that we're talking less, and sharing more photos and and gifs and emojis, uh, so it's it's a, become a more visual way to communicate. And with that in mind, so Samsung decided to respond with the new camera features, and and there are a few that they've included. And uh, the 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 first of of them uh, is a, an AR emoji. Uh, this is so this this uses front facing cameras to create an emoji based on what you look like. So it takes like hundreds of points of reference on your face and comes up with this animated version of yourself, of your face. And this allows users to, to, have, uh, to, to have different expressions captured. Uh, it's, it's similar to the Animojis on the iPhone 10, but here you're not using a, a character. You're using your actual uh, replication of your own face. So you can uh, have up to 18 expressions and share these on to, on messages and on social media uh, and have a lot of fun with them. It, it's really interesting. I, I uh, take a look at mine on, on my hands-on review on Tech Guide. Uh, I don't think it quite nailed my likeness. It, it, it sort of was about a 6 out of 10 in terms of it looking like me, but I have seen others and they look absolutely spot on uh, in, in, in how they look in terms of them... Uh, copying the user's look which can be which can be adapted as well you can you can uh trick it up a little bit with different uh different shaped uh different hairstyles and and glasses and things like that so a lot of fun but the other features and users will respond to these uh one improvement is the ability for the camera to take better images in low light and it's surprising the number of photos we do take in these conditions and what Samsung has done is created a dual aperture camera, which allows the camera to let in more light. So the, the it operates at f2.4 and f1.5, and so it can adapt to the light conditions, and if it's low light conditions, it can flick to the aperture that's going to allow more light into the into the camera. Uh, there was a really dramatic uh, demonstration. They, they put the Pixel 2 beside the new S9 and were sort of aiming them inside this darkened box that had just a picture of a landscape, of a, of a scene. And uh, the S9 actually, the, the, the image that it could capture from just that information was a lot brighter than what the Pixel 2 could capture. And keep in mind, the Pixel 2 the camera was judged by uh, DxO Mark as the best in the world. So uh, the S9 has certainly showed its credentials straight away with its camera. The other interesting feature, and again, another fun feature for for users, is super slow motion. And this is the camera's ability to take slow motion video 
at 960 frames per second, same as what Sony offered with its Xperia last year. And it allows you to create these great little videos, which you can share, which you can even use as wallpapers and things like that. Uh, but what I like about the Samsung version of this feature is the is that it, it's a lot easier to capture what you want to shoot. So you select a section on the screen where you where that movement is going to occur, and then it has auto motion detection to trigger the capture. Uh, with other other brands, uh, it was a little bit of a hit or miss proposition trying to time it right and get it how you want it. But Samsung's method uh, really allowed you to nail that image each time, the video each time. We we took some a picture of a, a water balloon bursting and all these various things, and every time we, we captured exactly what we wanted to capture in that super slow motion. So they're the main features of the camera. There are some other things to talk about, including Bixby Vision. This is Bixby, as you know, is the smart companion, the smart assistant that was introduced with the S8. Uh, and its capabilities have now increased somewhat. Uh, one of them, and again, uh, Bixby Vision uh, has is its ability to look through the camera and with and and show off some various features, including the ability to translate foreign languages. There was a great demo where we on the wall was a, a menu printed in a foreign language. All we had to do is open up the camera in Bixby Vision, and through the camera, we didn't have to take a photo or anything, through the camera, the words magically transformed into English. So you can imagine as a, as a traveler, uh, a tourist, looking uh, around the world and in countries where you can't read things like street signs and menus and, and all other kinds of writing, then having this ability uh, is a real breakthrough. The other interesting feature, too, with Bixby Vision was its ability to tell you how many calories are in any type of food that it can see through the camera. So if you hover the camera Bixby Vision over a donut or a bagel or any type of food, it will recognize that food and then give you then the information about the calorie information about that type of food, which you can then share uh, in the Samsung Health app. So you can just imagine there's a lot of uh, exercise, there's a lot of uh, smart watches and fitness bands that ask you to log what you eat. Well, imagine now being able to just hover your, your Bixby Vision, the camera, over your food that you're about to eat, and it can tell you all the calorie information, and then you can enter that into the specific app to go with your, with your wearable or into Samsung Health and really keep a track of what you're eating. Uh, that that is a that, that's a pretty cool feature right there as well. The other new feature to talk about is on the entertainment side, and uh, the speakers have really been improved. This they've been tuned by AKG, and they also feature Dolby Atmos. Uh, I did watch a little video and was surprised at how loud it was, forty percent louder than the speakers on the Galaxy S8. But also was impressed by where the sound was coming from. Now Dolby Atmos is that is that sound format that that you hear sound around you and above you and from behind you. So it uh, creates is a real atmosphere. That's what where Dolby Atmos gets its name. Uh, and and the fact that it's coming out of a phone is remarkable. What I'm curious about is whether the Atmos effect will translate when you're listening through a pair of headphones because they have kept the headphone jack. Ladies and gentlemen, they have not got rid of the headphone jack, and uh, so you, customers, users will be able to enjoy their 
music and their movies through the headphone jack, but the speakers on the device itself are good enough to watch a movie, even hear your music. So there's no real need to pair it to a Bluetooth speaker because this thing sounds just as good as a pair of Bluetooth speakers. Uh, an, another improvement for the device right there. Uh, just going back a little bit to talk about the design, uh, I did discover that the S9 is slightly thicker than the S8. They look identical. I think it's like 0.4 of a millimeter is the slight added thickness to the S9. Also has an IP68 rating, so it's still water and dust resistant as well. Just didn't want to uh, wanted to tell you about that as well. Uh, other improvements in, uh, are to security as well. Uh, we mentioned the fingerprint reader is now centrally located on the rear panel. But there's now also intelligent scanning. So it combines face recognition with its iris scanning to give you really secure face ID recognition. Uh, another improvement there. DEX, uh, which is that interface that allows you to connect your phone to a monitor and use your phone as a desktop computer. Uh, another improvement right there. The interface is now slightly different. So what you do is slide the phone into the DEX interface and it allows the headphone jack and the screen to still be accessible while it's in this mode. So you can use the screen as a keyboard or a touchpad uh, as well. So there's also added security. So if you're using this in, say, working for a business or a large company, it can also decide what apps will work when it's in this mode. So you may not be doing uh, compromising any kind of security. Uh, on the battery side, the S9 has a 3,000 milliamp hour battery. The larger S9 Plus, a 3,500 milliamp hour battery as well. Also, uh, the memory, 4 gig of RAM on the S9, 6 gig of RAM on the S9 Plus, screen sizes, same as last year, 5.8 inches, Quad HD, 6.2 on the S9. And you're also going to have choices of memory capacity, very similar to the iPhone, 64 gig and 256 gig for either phone. So you've got a choice. Colors, you're going to see three colors this year. We're going to see midnight black. Uh, we're also going to see lilac purple as well as the the other color which is tight not it's coral blue is the third color i thought it was uh, titanium gray was the other color that was offered but australia decided not to have that color so it's midnight black coral blue lilac purple uh gray is not available so uh, a couple of different colors are now going to be available for the s9 now how much and when are they available i hear you ask uh pre-orders have already kicked off through all the telcos and they're going to go on sale on March the 16th. Pricing will be $1,119 for the 64 gig S9, $1,349 for the 256 gig uh, S9, S9 Plus, $1,349 for the 64 gig, and $1,499 for the 256 gig version of the S9 Plus. But before we sign off on the S9, we thought we'd uh, give the last word to Gary McGregor. He's Samsung Australia's head of IT and mobile. And we caught up with him at the S9 launch here in Barcelona. Well, hi, Gary. Thanks for joining me. We're here in Barcelona for the launch of the Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus. And uh, quite a successful launch. It went really well. I couldn't can't believe how many people are in here. How many do they fit in here, mate? Five, over 5,000? Over 5,000 here today. And yeah. Steve, great to be here. Thank you very much for coming along to join us. Thank you for having me. The, this product, uh, is this the best phone that the company's produced? 
Without a doubt, we are super proud of this phone, particularly the fact that we, we've really reimagined the camera. We've looked at what are consumer trends, what are they trying to do with the camera, and then we've built the phone around the camera. Yeah. And what's exciting is we're moving to this, it's a visual generation, and how we communicate is moving from uh, you know, talk and text and email to stickers, GIFs, emojis. Yeah. And so communication is moving from being in your ear to actually being in your eye. And the camera plays such a key role. So it's yeah. important we got the camera right. So obviously lots of lots of improvements internally. Do you, do you think the, the design has had a little tweak? But do you think that's going to sort of hold it back a little bit for people taking it on? Or is still this is still going to be widely accepted? I think it's going to be widely accepted. The GS8, the feedback we had on the form factor of the, the GS8 and the 8 Plus was incredibly positive. So we've refined that to make yep. it perfect. So look at refinements on the on the screen in particular. And there are no notches on that bezel at all. It is, uh, it is crystal clear. Uh, and the camera, where that's got super exciting for us is we're, we're talking about dual aperture, which sounds very complex, but essentially it means it's a camera that reacts like the yeah. human eye. Yeah, I saw the demo. It looked remarkable. And I'm surprised how many pictures we try to take in low light. Eh? <laughs> There's a lot of situations where we just want to take a picture. And now with the low light features, it's made that really easy now. That's right. This is the best low light lens that is out there on the market at this moment in time. So that is super exciting. And if you're anything like me with kids, you know, that moment just to try and grab that perfect picture, it's not always a perfect scene. You're either on the beach and there's too much sunshine yeah. or it's it's in the dark and you're trying to capture that moment. Yeah. So it's perfectly balanced. And what about super slow-mo? I think that's going to be a very popular feature. It's, it's taking slow-mo to the masses. How exciting is that? And we're, it, it's personalizing what you do. It's creating and curating your own content. So essentially what you can do there is you can take uh, 0.2 seconds worth of content and play it over six seconds. And then you can add your own soundtrack on the back of it as yeah. well to make those everyday moments epic. And what about the AR emojis? Have you tried that? How, uh, and did, how did the likeness go? Uh, I think you? it made me look a lot better and it made me look younger as well. <laughs> really? So I am, I am all over these AR emojis at yeah. this moment in time. It was a bit hit or miss for me. It got my chin right. I don't know, it got maybe the eyes need a bit of improvement. And that, that is, that's a lot of fun as well, don't you think? It's going to be... And it's, it's, it's like you said earlier, it's the, it's the new way we communicate with these emojis and now with the personalised emojis that look like ourselves. And you're absolutely right. This device will, it will do everything you expect and more of a smartphone but it's important to put fun into this industry yeah. and allow people to be who they really want to be Absolutely. and in your instance if the emoji's not quite right there's still ways that you can, can change tweak it, it. Yeah, you can tweak I'll, try, it. I'll try I'll definitely do yeah. that but let's talk uh, the Australian market now We're all, all the telcos of course are, are on board with this how excited are they can you tell us this is going to be a pretty big release come mid-March this is a this is a massive uh, launch. We've worked with the carriers now for nearly five months in making sure this device is is right. Okay. So we're, we've worked particularly to get the uh, the speeds and the performance on the networks because we tailor all of these products to the individual networks. So the the speeds that we're talking about, this is a Cat 18 device. It's wow. almost getting to fiber speeds in wow. your pocket, okay. which is super exciting. So um, you say so you say. 
said each network, each carrier mm-hmm. has optimized it to their own network. So no matter who you, you are a customer with, the phone is going to be working to its optimum level on that particular network. Absolutely. We, okay. we see by 2020, nearly 75% of traffic that's going to be going across the network is video. Uh-huh. So we have to get those speeds right. And everyone is now, you know, everyone's got a Netflix account. They're all streaming music. They mm-hmm. want the best experience possible. And so we, we have to work. And it's a massive amount of work that goes in on both sides yep. to, to make sure that is right. So we, we have absolutely nailed it with each of the carriers. So yep. the, the Australian's experience uh, on this device is going to be incredible. Let's talk colors now. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a few interesting choices we've got here now. Now, the in Australia, we're going to go... So we're going to have the Midnight Black. Correct. The Coral Blue. Am I getting these names right? You are. You're very and good. the Lilac... Pink, purple, purple. Okay, so those three are coming. All carriers will take those. That's not. It's unusual, though, isn't it, for a carrier for for Samsung to bring in those those colours. We normally we're pretty conservative with the colours, but it's changed this time. Why is that? We are, and this isn't us just being completely wild and random. It's actually done through research that we carried out in Australia. Okay. So obviously really? not. Okay. Yeah. It so is. you ask the Australian customers what they like, and you're responding. Yeah, we okay. we showed the, the exact colours. Obviously, it wasn't wrapped around the GS9 at the time, <laughs> yeah. and asked for their their feedback. Okay. And obviously, black with the the black screen and is basically bezel-less yeah. is still remains popular, and yeah. I expect that to be the majority. Yeah. But lilac purple. Uh, lilac is the colour of the year in 2018. Really? So we'd actually agreed to bring it in before that was announced as colour of okay. the year. So we actually think that is going to perform incredibly well. Did that trend well, I'd imagine, with females? Would that would trend it, well? Correct. Did men like that too? Or no, so no, men, as well. men voted. And then also with the, the coral blue, Okay. There, there's excitement. So, wow. yeah, we are, uh, we're very excited to see very, how they perform. Very colourful. They will all be available in every retailer and every Fantastic. operator. And so we, it's going to be on sale mid-March March 16 pre-orders are kicking off already they are so uh, you I'm sure anticipating some solid numbers we, we expect some solid numbers yeah we've for the pre-order stage we have a bonus wireless charger in okay. Australia right. available for those who pre-order mm-hmm. yep. and what we see with uh, the GSA and the Note both of those respectively were our biggest flagship launches in those categories so okay. The adoption of these devices is only growing. And before we before that. I let you go, I want to ask you also about DeX. That's also had a bit of an improvement. That's going to be available in Australia too, of course. The new DeX with yes. the with the new uh, the new design, so that you can actually still access the screen and the headphone jack. Is that right? That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's based around the fact that how we work. Yep. is changing. There's a lot of flexibility in how we work between the office and the home. So this, this DEX unit, it allows you to turn your phone into a mouse pad. Yep. And yeah, you can still plug the, the 3.5mm jack in as well. There is still a headphone jack. There is still a headphone jack. I noticed that the, the guys on stage made a point of that. There is still a headphone <laughs> jack. Music always sounds better when it's connected. Fantastic. We appreciate your time, Gary. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Steve. Appreciate it. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick.
Okay, let's go through some of the other announcements from other other companies here at Mobile World Congress. We'll start off with Alcatel. They've revealed their 2018 range of devices, and all of them are going to be 18 by 9 displays. And luckily for Alcatel, their parent company, TCL, happens to produce a lot of screens, not only for TVs, but also for Alcatel phones. So they're going to produce these 18 by 9 displays for Alcatel. And there's going to be the 5 Series, the 3 Series, and the 1 Series, all with those 18 by 9 displays and all with affordable prices as well as top-shelf design and features. The 5 Series has got a 5.7-inch 18 by 9 display. It's got a dual-lens front camera, so 13-megapixel and 5, 120-degree super wide-angle lens on the front as well, and can intelligently switch from portrait mode to super wide-angle when it detects more than two faces in the shot. A really cool feature there. Alcatel 5 also has face key, so it's uh, like face ID. Also a fingerprint sensor, but it has a really nice design, brush metal, really sleek design, and it's going to be priced below 300 bucks when it's released in mid-2018. Alcatel 3 Series, again, top-level features, 6-inch Alcatel full-view 18 by 9 display, fingerprint sensor, and face key as well. Uh, there's going to be contoured edge glass and a curved back as well. Uh, the 3 Series has dual rear cameras and a, has an LED flash. Uh, and it's going to be priced at under 200 bucks. It's going to be $199 when it is out in Australia in the third quarter of 2018. The Alcatel 1 Series, this is the most affordable in the lineup, still has that 18 by 9 display, has the latest technology, has a great camera. It's going to be priced at just 99 bucks. Amazing value. Alcatel proving time and time again that quality and great design doesn't have to break the bank. And with these new 2018 range of products, they have certainly proven that. Nokia, on the comeback trail once again, they've announced four new devices. Five if you include a, re, a bit of a blast from the past. The Nokia 8 Sirocco is their top-of-the-line model that's going to take on all the big brands. This has got really sleek design, 5.5-inch display uh, with its really small bezels. It's got an OLED 2K display, dual-lens camera with Zeiss optics. So really high-quality camera with some top-shelf features. Going to be priced at 1119 bucks. So it's up there in the Samsung LG Apple territory. Uh, it's going to go on sale in May at JB Hi-Fi. Nokia 7, uh, again, a, a sort of top mid-tier phone. It's got an 18 by 9 display, again, with Zeiss optics, two-time optical zoom as well on board. It's going to be powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 660 mobile platform with a 3,800 milliamp hour battery. So you get about two days battery life. It's going to be priced at 749 bucks when it goes on sale in May. The new Nokia 6, this is an update from the original Nokia 6, which was a, a success story in 2017. It's going to build on last year's success. It's got a 60% improvement in performance uh, and has been crafted by, from a solid block of 6,000 series aluminium. So that unibody display, a uh, unibody construction, it's going to be just 449 when it goes on sale in May at JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman. 
the Nokia One. This is an affordable device. It's only be 149 bucks, but still delivers features customers expect, including impressive camera, range of great colors, and it's also running the latest Android as well. Now, another announcement that Nokia made, and do you remember last year when they had they announced the comeback of the Nokia 3310? And that was a smash hit. It was released here in Australia. A 3G version was released in Australia. And uh, Nokia's at it again. They've reintroduced the Matrix phone. Now, you remember back, cast your mind back to the 8110. This was the curved slider phone. So it had a slight curve in it. The bottom slid out. Uh, it was immortalized in the film The Matrix when it was used on screen by Keanu Reeves. Well, the reloaded model is back. It's going to have uh, stick faithful to that original design, but it's also going to have Android on board as well. So that's going to be a quirky new product expected to be priced about 100 120 bucks when it comes out in May. Nokia going to have a very busy month in May. Uh, that's when all their products are going to be released. Over at Huawei, they announced two products that, is, that are coming to Australia. One is an ultra-slim laptop, and the other is a entertainment tablet. Now, the first product is the MateBook X Pro, 13.9-inch 3K touchscreen, and the screen-to-body ratio is actually 91%, which is pretty impressive. It's running the 8th-gen uh, Intel Core i5 and i7 processors and has a long-lasting battery Dolby Atmos sound system uh, and is, is going to be out later this year. Huawei also announced the MediaPad M5. This is an ergonomically designed tablet with available in 8.4 inch and 10.8 inch versions so uh, the MediaPad m5 is also going to have harman card and speakers on board no prices announced just yet but they are going to be available in australia in the coming months and i've got images of all of those things uh huawei nokia products on tech guide if you want to check them out uh, lg they were here as well and they've announced an update to the lg v30 so a new version of the v30 it's the lg v30s and that that features their think integrated artificial intelligence which is what we saw at ces so the phone now sort of slots into that portfolio of products that can be controlled with your voice and also work with other appliances uh, that's going to be really interesting. And a feature on board of it, of it is Vision AI. So it includes three intelligent camera features that will just make capturing images uh, even better. Whether, whether you're an expert or a novice, this is going to take a lot of that control out of your hands and deliver some amazing results. There's also going to be more memory on board, uh, up to 256 gig, more colors available as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that. It's expected to uh, be released in the coming months. Uh, the other company that we're gonna, that we we're gonna see here at the show, their press conference is actually later in the week, and that's Sony. We're interested to see what they're gonna come up with. Hopefully a new Xperia range of devices as well, but we'll have to talk about them in next week's podcast. Uh, but for the moment, all those products that we just spoke about just now, so the Huawei products, Alcatel, LG, and Nokia, and of course the Samsung S9 and S9 Plus. We've run a, our story on the Samsung S9 as well as a hands-on both of both of the S9 and the S9 Plus, and you can read about all of those at techguide.com.au. Next up, and we're going to talk about a, a, a pretty a, a boom that's coming for solar storage batteries. Now, 
Uh, I've spoken uh, months ago about the fact that I've got a Sonnen battery in my home and solar panels. So I've, I've had a particular interest around this company. I've followed the uh, Sonnen company quite closely. Uh, they're a German company. And you may cast your mind back also to news that they were considering building a, a, a manufacturing plant here in Australia. Well, have a guess what? They are going ahead with that. They're going to build the manufacturing plant in South Australia, which is expected to not only create a lot of jobs and a lot of opportunities, but it's also going to really cement Australia as a company that's embracing the move to solar energy. Uh, it's also going to help customers get batteries quicker rather than waiting for exports uh, from overseas or imports, we should call them. Uh, they will be able to supply batteries built in our backyard. So if you are after a battery, and Sonnen has this Sonnen flat system where customers with panels and a Sonnen battery can sign up to Sonnen flat and receive all their power, uh, not only through their own panels, but also share and receive battery power from other Sonnen battery owners in, in Australia. So it Sonnen basically becomes your energy company, so you don't have to pay a bill to the uh, energy companies, to the electricity companies. So there's a zero bill. You choose a $30, $40, or $50 plan, and that is all you pay for your electricity. So it's guaranteed flat rate, great return on your investment, and uh, the, the, this boom with Sonnen deciding to build uh, their batteries right here in Australia, in South Australia, to be precise, I think is really going to kick along the solar battery market. But on top of that, if you are a South Australian resident, they are also offering a rebate. So basically what's going to happen is that the South Australian government is going to allow customers to spend up to $10,000 with no interest charge for the first seven years so they can purchase solar panels and solar batteries. That's a real spur, I think, a real incentive for customers. Hopefully, other states will get the message and offer a similar type of service, a similar incentive for other customers. I've got to say, I'm really happy with uh, the system installed. It was installed by Natural Solar, who is the exclusive distributor of Sonnen in Australia. And, and naturally, Natural Solar is ecstatic about the fact that Sonnen are going to build their batteries right here in Australia. So uh, Natural Solar doing great there, spreading the news for Sonnen, uh, distributing their product here in Australia. I'm one of their happy customers, and uh, I can't recommend them highly enough. The uh, solar panels on my roof and on my batteries are providing all my power, being signed up to Sonnen Flat, which I pay 40 bucks a month for my electricity. That's actually less than the amount of money I spend on my mobile bill. My mobile bill, monthly bill, is more expensive than my electricity bill. So that, that to me, is a breakthrough, and uh, it's going to save a lot of money in the long term. You want to read more about that story, Sonnen's investment in Australia and that South Australian rebate? You can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Public Wi-Fi isn't always safe. We use it all the time, but it's not always safe. Without the right protection, your personal information could become public. There have been plenty of vulnerabilities that have shown that it, attackers could intercept data transmitted across a Wi-Fi network. 
Personal information that's transmitted over the internet or stored on your connected devices, things like your passwords, credit card numbers and more, could become vulnerable. All this personal information can be used towards committing identity thefts, such as accessing your bank accounts without your knowledge. The team at Norton are dedicated to helping you keep your valuable data safe. Norton Wi-Fi Privacy encrypts the personal information you send and receive on public Wi-Fi to help keep it private wherever you want to log on. Help protect your information with Norton Wi-Fi Privacy. To find out more, visit au.norton.com. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennett. Tech Guide. Our Tech Guide reviews this week, we're going to kick it off with the Amazon Echo speakers. Now, we've had uh, all three of the speakers, the uh, Echo Dot, the Echo, and the Echo Plus. And these are smart speakers that have a lot of capabilities powered by Alexa, which is a, a, a rival to Google Home and a, a, another rival to HomePod, you, you could say, uh, with Siri. But Amazon Alexa's been around a while, been huge in the U.S. and has finally launched here in Australia. Only launched here a few weeks ago. And we got hold of them. There are three products in the range. The Echo Dot, which is 79 bucks, The Echo, 149 And the Echo Plus, $229. Now, uh, the change in price there uh, reflects the difference in sizes and also the differences in audio quality. Uh, across the board, they all have Alexa and have the same kind of intelligence and access to Alexa's intelligence and the and the skills which you can execute through Alexa, which I'll describe in a minute. But uh, in terms of each of these devices, the Echo Dot, smallest in the line, uh, can be used on its own or connected to a larger music system, so you can turn that into a connected smart device. Audio quality through the Dot itself, pretty average, but if you're connected to your system, it's going to sound pretty good. And again, Alexa is available through that as well. Amazon Echo, this is your middle, your mid-sized Echo speaker. Sounds much better than the Dot naturally. It's got its own down-firing 2.5-inch subwoofer, Dolby-powered tweeters as well. Stands about 15 centimeters high. Same controls on top uh, on the top panel as the other speakers as well. And you can also listen to your music if you're an Amazon Music Unlimited customer, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. You can hear all of that just by asking it through Amazon Echoes. You can say, Alexa, play iHeartRadio or TuneIn Radio. There may be a station you like, uh, your Spotify Music and your Amazon Music Unlimited. you really got access to all of it. Uh, Echo Plus largest in the range 229 and i'd say if you if you're a music fan and you're after a bit of bit, bit better sound quality it is worth spending the extra money i think the plus uh is 23 and a half centimeters tall got a bigger bigger speaker so not only sounds good but it's also smarter as well it's got a built-in zigbee smart home hub so it's even simpler to connect and direct your setup of products like your lights your locks because amazon products can also control all your smart devices and so just like Google Home, you can turn lights on and off to view your cameras on various things, uh, locks, uh, a, a number of things you can do. But with Alexa as well comes a range of skills. And there's a lot of companies that have lined up skills that work with Alexa. Uh, companies including Westpac and Amazim and Domino. So you can actually ask Alexa to check your account balances or your mobile, your Amazim uh, data balance, or you can you can order a pizza. So there's all these skills that kind of gives it the edge over Google Home in, in this department because uh, it does, these companies have specialized 
and given this to customers to be able to to access just using their voice. So not a bad little setup, not a bad set of speakers either. Uh, in terms of music quality, then they're, they're not gonna they're they're good, not great, impressive, n- not in the same league as HomePod. You know, naturally HomePod costs twice as much as the speaker as the the top of the line speaker costs twice as much as the the Amazon Plus, the Echo Plus, uh, but does sound way way better than these other products. So. If uh, music is important part of it, I'd recommend going for the Echo Plus. You can't afford it. Those other speakers are still capable and, and have decent music quality, audio quality, just not as good as the Echo Plus or the HomePod. Uh, but again, pro- major price differences right there. The Echo family of products, the Amazon products, Alexa on board, a lot of capabilities they're going to give you, and that's only going to grow. Over the years, you're going to see a lot more of these skills become available, uh, and these these speakers are going to become a more important part of your life, a great way to control your life, your music, and your home. Amazon Alexa, Amazon Echo speakers. You can read our review at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Next up, we're chatting about a wireless power bank. Now, this is a product that is, it's a portable battery, but not any old portable battery. I'd have to say this would have to be one of the most versatile wireless or portable batteries that I've ever used. It's got wireless charging on board for a start. So if you've got a, the latest iPhone, the iPhone 8, the iPhone 10, uh, or a Samsung device, you can just sit this your, your device on top of the wireless power bank Press a button on the side, and it's charging wirelessly. So no need to bring a cable. That's one thing. With when you're carrying a battery, you got to carry a cable as well. If you've got a product compatible wireless phone, wireless charging phone, you don't even have to remember that. But if you do have the cable, of course, there are two USB ports to give you a charge as well. Uh, display on the front lets you see how much charge is remaining, so you can see how much power you got left. But here's the other part I like. Normally, when you have a portable battery, naturally, the battery itself has to be recharged. Now, in this case, this is a 10,000 milliamp hour battery on board. And usually, a portable battery has a micro USB port to charge up the battery. So if you're taking the battery and need to charge it, you've got to remember that micro USB port. Well, with this new wireless power bank, there are three in ports for you to charge the battery. There's a USB-C port. So you may be... A, a an Android user with a phone that uses a USB-C cord that can be used to charge the battery. You may be you may have your micro USB cable, so that that'll work as well. You might even be an iPhone user with a Lightning cable. You can also charge the battery using a Lightning cable as well. So no, it's no restriction on the if you if you already have a certain type of cable, you can use the same cable that would charge your phone to charge this battery as well. And the best news is it's really affordable, fifty nine ninety five. Wireless power bank is available now from MrMobile.net.au. The number is o two eight double three eight eight double five eight. Tell them Tech Guide sent you. Uh, this is a product that we found that we thought, wow, uh, affordable, versatile. They're the sort of words we love describing the products that we talk about here on the Tech Guide podcast. If you want to read that complete review on the wireless power bank as well as the link to where you can purchase it, uh, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. 
Next up, a subject very close to my heart, and that is Star Wars. Star Wars The Last Jedi. I thought I would talk about that today because it's coming to home entertainment for a home entertainment release. A drum roll, please. March the 13th is when you'll be able to get The Last Jedi on digital, so on iTunes and other digital uh, places there. You can download The Last Jedi. It's going to be available on digital uh, in HD and 4K on March 13. It's also going to be released on disc, so Blu-ray and 4K on March the 27th. Now, I find it really interesting that The Last Jedi is going to be released on 4K, still waiting for the original trilogy, prequel trilogy, and even The Force Awakens to be released on 4K. Uh, hopefully, that will happen sooner rather than later. But The Last Jedi, the latest in the in the Star Wars saga, which uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, uh, is coming out on 4K on March 27. It's also 4K digital on March 13, if you want that as well. Plenty of special features, including a full-length documentary called The Director and the Jedi. So this is Ryan Johnson's personal journey through the production of the movie. There's also a, other special features called Balance of the Force. There's also some scene breakdowns to show you uh, how uh, the scenes were put together. Uh, there's also 14 deleted scenes with an introduction and optional commentary by writer-director Ryan Johnson. And there's also an audio commentary for the entire movie, so you can view the movie with in-depth feature audio commentary by Ryan Johnson as well. So keep your eyes out for that, Star Wars fans. It is coming soon, March 13 on digital and March 27 on disc. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Well, you already know Arlo by Netgear, the worldwide leader in smart home security and creator of the world's first 100% wire-free, weatherproof HD security camera. Well, now you can get to know the new Arlo Pro with even more features, including two-way audio that allows you to talk to your kids, pets, or whoever's at your front door, right from your smartphone. Arlo Pro has quick charge, rechargeable batteries, night vision, and live on-demand streaming. And yes, it's still 100% wire-free and weatherproof, so you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. Arlo Pro takes just a few minutes to set up, so you can check in on your home or your business from anywhere using the free Arlo app on your phone, tablet, or computer. Know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection and never miss a moment with free cloud recordings for seven days. Visit arlo.com forward slash au for more information. Arlo and the new Arlo Pro by Netgear. Every angle covered. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide help desk. We have a question, an interesting question, from one of our readers, our listeners, and it was about the HomePod, and he asked me about, will HomePod work if you're a Spotify user? Uh, the answer is yes, and it will work, and what you do is you'll have to use, what from within the Spotify app, you can choose to stream to, so airplay your music to HomePod on your network. What you can't do is control Spotify with your voice like you can with Apple Music. So you can play it, enjoy that audio quality, but you just don't have the same control and intelligence that you do get 
from Apple Music. Because as it stands, HomePod, built for Apple Music, you can talk to Siri and it will give you anything you are like to ask for, whether it's a band, a playlist, any type of mood of music you want, it'll deliver. So all that intelligence built into Apple Music, you can uh, exploit through the HomePod. But if you're a Spotify uh, customer, you can still listen to HomePod, but you do have to choose HomePod as the speaker of choice to stream to if you want to hear your music. So uh, not quite as uh, streamlined as Apple Music, can't control it with Siri using your voice, but you can still hear Spotify through HomePod. And that's the end of our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, send us a voice bite. Download the free iOS and Android app, Voice Byte. That's Byte spelt with a B-Y-T-E. And hashtag Tech Guide. So ask me your tech question. Send me your review of a product that you love or hate. We will play your voice on the Tech Guide podcast. You can also send an email, info at techguide.com.au, but we will give preference to VoiceBite. So make sure you download the VoiceBite app and get recording. Special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. <laughs>